Hello and welcome to episode four of the Trucking Driver podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin. And I'm a windswept Chris Madison. A windswept and interesting Chris mm, Madison. No, just windswept. I'm not, I'm not doing interesting this weekend. Yeah, I saw on um, Facebook yesterday you had gone and invested in a new seat for your Foden and somebody had pulled what looked to be an old seat out, a skip wrapped it up and sold it as a new one. It did look lovely that, didn't it, when we'd uh, trekked 270 miles at the crack of dawn yesterday morning to pick it up wrapped in lovely daft plastic from a dealer in Lancashire. I was surprised that the seat was hot rocked and everything, like somebody had been, you know, smoking old school oat bar in it. Aye, it was a lovely thing. Um, we got back to fit it, unwrapped it, found out that all the track on the bottom, the sliding bit for back and forth and mounting it wasn't there. The frame that was there was rusty. There was various valves missing that they thought, oh, we can't mend that, forget that. So they threw that away. It looked like it had been kicked across a workshop on its side. The upholstery was crap. You can imagine that phone call at about 10 to 12 yesterday, um, lunchtime, facing a day off work on Monday without a seat. Because obviously, We'd taken mine out Friday night and taken it across as old car for the surcharge. Mm. Mm. That's is really odd. I mean, I don't. The, I mentioned it to you on Facebook. I got a seat from a place called Barry Grewcock. Yeah. Um, and that worked. When I got that for my truck, I brought that into um, Taylor Morrison and George there runs about, well, mm. he was running about 30 Foden's at the time and he's loaded dance now. And he had a good look about the seat and he said, bloody hell, that thing's like brand new compared to the ones that I was getting. So I'll pass you the number on for that. Yeah, if you would. Do you now, do you now have the old seat back? So, yeah, I've refitted my old one without any air and lumbar support and heating and the rest of it, which is better than sitting on an upturned bucket, but not much. Tomorrow morning when I speak to their rep at nine o'clock, I hope he's had his Weetabix. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure. It's, it's weird. Are those seats? Because I know the it, it Anywhere that I've gone, the, the, the daft seats tend to be a bit um, fragile. I mean, your one's obviously lasted a good amount of time because it's just been a one-driver truck, but they find that a lot of them they tend to be a bit soft, really. I don't know if any other manufacturers have that problem with their seats. I've not known anybody kind of changing Volvo or Scania seats or anything like that. Yeah, well, 17 years of my gigantic cheeks bouncing up and down on it. I think that's testament to manufacturing quality, don't you? Really? Yeah, it's good. The, the problem you get with them is when you get... Um, Guys jumping in and out them all day, and they're like grabbing onto the steering wheel and slamming their frame down in, down into it. It'll make the air valves eventually mm. uh, go in them. When you've got to like sort of tweak the air valve setting on the side of it, and eventually you'll get it right, or otherwise you'll be driving along and you'll just gradually sink. Well, what did uh, what did for hours? I think was the night eater, where the night eater output pipe is. It blows straight under the seat. So on a morning when you've got aging silicon pipes air pipes under there you put the night heater on to come on at five to be in your yard at six so she's defrosted it's warmed all your air pipes up so then you build the air up to 10 bar or whatever and then throw 18 stone on it and within a minute you've burst another air pipe so last few years have been sticking six mil connectors in as fast as i've been able to buy them to keep it to keep it going so all the rubbers really underneath the pipes and the fittings are the, are the bits that have let go. Um, the valves and such, I think we've only ever changed one dump valve on it in all these years. One or two hour away, like, well, you should put passenger side one in, that's an air seat. You've got me, I said, yeah, our buttons will be on the wrong side and wedged against the tunnel, your cabbage. Oh, so, you can't do that. No, oh, you'd be surprised what you can do around here. But no, <laughs> I thought, right, well, I spoke to this chap at. Uh, at this dealership and he says oh yeah yeah we've fully reconditioned those and then he he sent me an email asking me which material it was says, it's that one foot foden with leather on outside right great we'll be, be on with it 
two weeks on. You see, it's built, it's ready. Off we jogged yesterday morning, me and middle daughter, and um, picked it up, wrapped up in plastic, looking promising, with Madison's written all over it. I thought, right, let's get on. Got back, straight away, unwrapped it. Thought, no, nah, there's got to be a mistake here. This is one of old units somebody's brought in and they've accidentally wrapped it up. But no, Oops. apparently not. Anyway, apparently, the chap that came out to pick it up said, and I quote, oh no, we don't sell them as a recon, we sell them as repaired. He says, well, how's this repaired with valves missing? Oh, well, if you look underneath, it's been repinned and rebushed to take slack out at framework. I went, is that it? Right. I said, okay, do it. I said, anyway, I don't know if your managing director's going to twist this sales rep's head round before I get chance on Monday or not. He says, oh, believe me. He says the proverbial is going to hit the fan. I went, right, well, I better ring up at five to nine then so I can have my chunk. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad you've got your old treat back. Well, in the meantime, but that's that's annoying. That's just yeah, weird. Oh, well, we'll just save six hundred and sixty pounds forthcoming back fast on Monday morning, or not? Well, yeah, because yeah, mine was six hundred quid, and yeah, but that was like you know that was mm. really rebuilt. Everything underneath it was brand new, and yeah. they go and take old seats apart and use the good bits out them, yeah. uh, like the cloth and things. Because my mm. seat, they said if you want to wait for one with the full set of folding cloth on it, then it might take a bit longer. Says, but we've got yeah. one in stock, and it's got. It's got daft cloth on the seat cushion, mm. and I was like, I, I was like, oh, I just gives it. it doesn't matter to me. I'm not. Well, I'm not that fast. I'm not remotely bothered though because I've got you mm. know that seat covers straight back on anyway. So I'd yeah. rather have a bloody seat that's rebuilt and doing what it you know doing what it's supposed to do rather than having right material because end of day it's going to be covered second it's in the cab anyway. But good. This thing <laughs> is six hundred and sixty earth pounds of rubbish. So we'll uh, sort that job out tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. I will. I had um, a good week. I managed to get out um, in this Renault Range T High for the week. Managed to get away from my desk in the office, which um, I'm now paying the price for because I'm working all day on Sunday to catch up with things. But yeah, uh, you, if you're on social media, you may you may have noticed that I had that Renault. I think I've done them. A, I think I've done them a good turn on social media this week by banging on about it incessantly for the last five or six days. But to be fair to, I, I like the truck. More than I like that black one that I had in 2018 and you had last year. Mm. Whatever, Renault has done something with the Range T High that they've given it up. It's got a bit of prestige and presence about it that I think quite a few of its rivals don't have. I don't know if it was the colour on that one because it was so unusual, but I had a lot of interest in it. Everywhere I went, forklift drivers, yard staff, other drivers were like, oh, can I get a look inside that? You know, Asking us so many questions about it. That's not something you would normally associate when you think Renault. I think they've broadly got the design of it right on the outside anyway, because do you remember back in 2013 when they launched them in that delightful shade of brown? See, I struggle with this one that you had, because I think they're awful. I think that colour scheme is appalling. Of all the colours you could have had for their racing team, why that? It looks... I don't know. It's like a nightmare. It looks fabulous. And the thing was this week, I know that we're sitting now in the middle of Storm Kira, but during last week, it was actually sunny and it was blue skies, which I've forgotten what that looks like. And every time I could get that truck turned in the right angle of the sun on it, so I think that yellow is absolutely fabulous. I think it's well, one of these colours that's going to divide opinion between people. I suppose one man's, you know, Kylie Minogue is another man's Thora Heard. <laughs> that's the best way I can think to describe it. I mean, I wasn't overly keen on the black one with all the silver nonsense. If it had been black, like I think the guy that bought it eventually from Renault X Demo. I think he's blacked in all the silver bits and pieces that were spoiling that, and it looks marvellous. But I think that colour scheme on that racing 
setup is, is is just rancid. Honestly, if they were going to do me that for thirty grand, I'd, I'd I'd not want it. I'd have to spend ten getting it painted. Bloody awful thing. Steve Black, you're ringing me tomorrow and you know threatening to put a hex on me for saying this. But anyway, um... well, it depends because I absolutely love the color. I think they couldn't have done anything better for getting that attention because obviously there's been a lot of limited editions come out over the past year or so and I think that's a, if you want to promote your truck and get attention for it that's like the best way to do it because people who've got no interest in trucks really were asking is like what the hell is that that's that looks amazing and to be fair to be fair to the truck it did really well as well because like over the last year I've had a flat roof FH and then the flat roof R cab Scania that was the last kind of trucks that I tested and I was like, I don't need a big cab, but after about two days in the big Renault, I was like, yeah, I could see how you could get really yeah. used to this, having so much space in it, because it's just yeah. enormous. I love that top bunk, that the top front of it flips up, mm. so you can use it. You get so much more storage up there than you would with a set of lockers, and of course it's a top bunk if you ever did need one. I'll have to trust you um, on that one, because obviously I've not seen one of these with a bunk in that black thing has those pointless little cupboards in. Oh, well, it's brilliant. You, you did, the, top, the front of it flips up, and yeah, loads of space in it. I thought the bunk was fantastic. I, slept, I did five nights out in it, and I slept really well in it. Every single night, it seems to be well insulated from the noise that's going on outside. You did um, five nights on the bounce, then? Uh, yeah, because well, I slept in it on Sunday night out at Longridge, yeah. simply because it meant I got about another hour of sleep. Because if I'd stayed in the house on Sunday night, I would have had to get up at five o'clock in the morning and then go and dagger yeah. out the door and drive to the truck. And did you manage to get home. through five nights with your curtains and your diesel intact? Uh, yes, I did. The only place I parked at the roadside was at Team Valley on Thursday night. Hmm. Um, I'd asked a couple of people and they said, you'll be absolutely fine parking there. I, I, don't know. I parked at Oliver's um, yard up yeah. at Hexham one night. I was in a truck stop down at Bridgewater. I went in there. I went, because uh, I was down in Devon with it, and I was wondering if we're on earth to stop, so I phoned um, Emma Todman, who drives the Red Scania on the cover of our yeah. issue, and I asked her, where did I park around here? And on her recommendation, I parked there, and it was so nice, I even went out for a run. Oh, uh, God, are you one of those? Yes, I'm afraid so. I'm also off the dairy as well, you'll be uh, dismayed to hear. Although, I did inherit two cases of custard. Um, from a bashed palate. I don't, like don't, don't know if I should admit that. But like, there you go, it won't be used for anything else. So I was like, fantastic. I got some of that. Yeah, but the Renault, I did 1,500 miles and 8.2 miles to the gallon for the week. And I was the first person to drive this truck uh, for work. It had done 6,000 kilometres bobtailing to shows in back. And I think I confused it quite a bit by putting, suddenly putting a trailer on it and grossing it at 43 tonnes. Yeah. The only thing I could say against it for the week was it, it was behaving a bit weirdly with the predictive cruise control. It wasn't rolling down the hills like I thought it should. So I would be switching the cruise off, which would then promote it, provoke it to go into eco roll, and then it would roll for miles at points. But it wasn't wanting to do that otherwise. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it was maybe needing a software update from having lying about. Good thing was it had full control of the gears because I was away up some. I was away down in Devon and I was in yeah. the south of Scotland with it and. At times like that, I really don't agree with this fleet spec thing where they've locked the gears out from you because there were quite a number of times when I wanted to, I wanted control of the gears and it made things quite useful. But yeah, I mean, apart from the fact it was absolutely brand new, it pulled well. Uh, the other mm. trucks doing that same job, the MANs are doing nine miles to the gallon, the 480 T high about eight and a half, and the DAFs about eight and a half. So I would imagine once that E beds in, yeah. it should do at least as well. Yeah. As the four as the four eighty version and I was nailed 
was over I was yeah. over forty tons the entire the entire time. Well the black uh, one only had eighteen eighteen and nineteen thousand on when it came, but it had actually been pulling some trails about and that on our work running twenty seven ton up to Kakodi on the first week mm-hmm. and then back down, loaded waste paper and then usual nonsense waste, steel, all this. It did nine point nine six and that was eighteen thousand K. Same engine, same transmission. So I think mm-hmm. once she's you know, once she's bedded in, it'll creep up. It uh, it was a fine tool. It really was a fine tool. It was just the you know, the little details but No, I, I, th- I think so. There was a lot of um yeah, there weren't too many negative comments about it. Usually I get when this Stralis comes next month, I'm going to go do a competition and I'm going to see who's the angriest man on Twitter to say something horrific about it. Yeah. I just feel like it's the worst thing in the world. And I didn't really get any of that with the Renault so much. Mm. There were a few, a few kind of, not overly like negative comments, I would say, but I think guys are like, oh, you know, that I, they're confused. There's guys who drive Scania's things who look at that and go, you know what, I actually quite like that. Mm-hmm. And I came up with it, you know, and it's okay that if you in twenty twenty, it's okay to be high curious. <laughs> it's, yeah. okay, it's okay. It's okay. It's look at that big Renault and say, you know, what, I actually mm. quite like that. The new MAN is being launched tomorrow. Obviously, mm. we're recording this on a Sunday, and it comes out on Wednesday. So by the time it comes out, that truck will have been released to the world, and there's been pictures of it circulating on. The internet, have you seen them? I have, yeah, and it looks just as depressing as the old MAN to me. But it, it, on, the, on the outside, yes, it looks mm. like it's had a minor facelift rather than it being an entire new truck. Yeah. It's on the ins- the pictures on the inside, the interior's completely different in it. Yeah. It looks a lot better and more modern, and of course that's where the, important, the, that's where the important things come in. It's the deep internals that worry me with MANs, you know, right internal, like valve stem oil seals and valve seat faces. And valves and cylinder heads having to come off at four hundred thousand k because they're burnt out, and the rest of it. So reliability issues on MAN that frightened me to death. I mean, a mate of mine runs numerous up here, and and the bigger the engine, the more robust they are. But some of the tales you've heard, you know, fleets have been running those nasty four forties. You've only yeah, well, got five hundred thousand clicks, and it's a rebuild time. And they've been them. I mean, you don't really. They, that was like the. 10.8 litre engine yeah. or whatever it was and they've kind of that's kind of like gone out now so you're mm. on to the 12.4 litre uh, which was the 480 and now it's been yeah. moved up to the 500 and 510 which in those 500 on models from 2017 with the tracks and gearbox are a completely different proposition to anything else yeah but it's of course it is, one. yeah that it, it's it's there's still people who are like mm, i'm not sure because of all that stuff with the egr and euro 5 yeah. at the top end of ends uh, the onward residuals at five year old are akin to a sausage sandwich from Greg's. From an owner driver's point of view, it's a hell of a big front end investment to get the price of a sandwich at the back. But there are a few guys running those bigger engine ones, and they seem to absolutely rave about them. And but you know, it's going to take every it's going to take it's going to take time to just for people to see you know how is this mm-hmm. how is this going to work out. But um, I was invited to the press launch of that on Monday and Tuesday, but I backed out it at the time because I had a sore stomach. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not sure if I can go. As it turns out, I'm all right. I could have gone, but oh well, there you go. Press event. People think, oh, look at you. Isn't this glamorous going to press events and things? But mostly it involves a lot of flying and being in airports mm. and then shuttled around like school children from one location to the next and then having yeah. um, the agenda held down you. And then they go and feed you food, which I 
I, I don't really like press or like corporate food. A lot of it involves cold, slimy fish. Yeah, cold, slimy everything. I'm like, come on, can I not get a pizza or a burger or something here? It's not, it's not all that it's uh, cracked up to be. I've been assured by Martin from Volvo because I'm going on the FM launch. Mm. The new Volvo FM is coming out in March, and he's assured me that I'm going to be fed properly at that, and I hope so because I'm now reviewing all the press food online. <laughs> is this mic sensitive enough to, uh, to pick up that dripping sound? What dripping sound? Oh, right, it's my heart bleeding for you. Must be a uh, nightmare being ferried around the world, being fated in, in the in the best hotels. It really depends what other journalists are coming along to the event as well. That's really a big factor in how good the event may or may not be. Mm-hmm. I'll think about you next time you're on one when I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in Doncaster North Services in two-inch of Deasley water having a Greg's. I'll, uh, I'll spare a thought for you. Yes, well, I'm back. What have I got <laughs> I think what I've got to do next week, I'm, at, I'm working at my desk today and tomorrow, and then I've got Tuesday, I've got to drive south, and then I'm in the office, at the truck and driver HQ office, um, the next, for the last three days of the week, organising everything that we've got coming up oh. uh, over the summer and the next few months, because there is a lot. The, the finalising this, yeah, Truck Sport is now doing the promotion and everything for the truck racing, and there's three convoys in the parks. One at um, Pembrey and one at Thruxton. And I cannot go to the, the main convoy in the park this year because I'm going to my sister's wedding. Yeah. I did ask my sister if she wanted to have her wedding at Convoy in the Park. And surprisingly, she said no. Yeah, we've got so much stuff on. We've got special issues in the magazine coming out, which we'll be releasing details on just shortly. Yeah. Very good. Oh, and Marty Moon's new song comes out on Monday, so that'll be released to the world. I think if you've got a VPN right now, like a virtual protocol thing that you see you can make your computer pretend it's in New Zealand you can download and listen to it now I couldn't even spell VPN to be fair technologically speaking I can turn this table lamp on and off and I can probably yeah, use that calculator over there near the stapler but um, you're wasting your time I'm doing well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I you, what I noticed last week was when I was out and about in that truck what surprised me was how nice everyone was everywhere I went helpful drivers people were pleasant in the RDCs that I went to the distribution centres I guy. I managed to do two drops back to front down in Devon. So the first guy had to go and move some of the load up the front because I'd worked out wrongly. I tell you what, you know, people say, you know, the industry is you get treated like badly and you do a lot of the time. But on the other hand, there are a lot of good and friendly people out there. Yeah, I met both of them. Which I think quite nice. (laughs) The only downside to it was when I was in uh, an XPO place, I went in to use the toilet. And it was a, a visit to the toilet, which required use of the cubicle. Mm. And I went, there were two cubicles, and one of them had um, out of order marked on it. And so there was only one cubicle, and I went in, and somebody had, like, all over the toilet seat and all over, like, the floor on purpose. Nice. Um, and that, that must have been, who else goes in there? That must yeah. have been a driver that's done that. So it's like the, the thing where we bang on about um, being treated with respect and having good facilities, and then people... Yeah. People do this, and you see that a lot of places where I've been in the quarries and they're like, right, you're all banned from using this toilet. We've put a portal in because you've made such a horrendous mess of it. Yeah, yeah, it I does work both understand. ways. You've got to look in laybys, haven't you, to see that. The amount of litter that I saw this week thrown in the verges yeah. as well, it's just crazy. The, I mean, that's just not a small amount of people that do that. It's thousands of people. The ubiquitous two-litre Coke bottle full of odd Lucasade-coloured liquid scenario mm. in laybys. I mean, if... That's your thing, Betty buys, and you don't like to get out at night. Then fine, but why wouldn't you? Just take it, yeah, just, or just put it in bin at the best. Yeah, why yeah, would you think bin, you know, yeah. that launching that into Edge Back, it's so some poor lad from Highways is going to have to come and pick that up 
Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, and there's loads of it. It's so common. Yeah, so I had to go and like yeah, in a state of um, desperation and being in the fact that you don't know when you'll get a toilet again. I had to go and mop up somebody else's and then mm. try and not get it on my boots and the floor. And I'm kind of glad I, I I just did go there because the next place I went to uh, the driver's toilet was a shed and it had a toilet with no seat on it either. Yeah. So I've got that, but I've got to yeah. I just yeah. I don't understand. It is the problem where you bang on and say, "What better respect and more facilities?" But also, you know. But of the you know the two hundred drivers a week that probably go through that place, it only takes that one to go and do that, and you know cleaners are going to go in and see that and then report back yeah. to the depot manager and say, "Look at this." Depot manager's got better things to be on with, so eventually he will just say, "Right, now because it's out of order." Can I go mm-hmm. to the toilet, please? No, chap, it's broken. That's you know that's it happens a lot. Does even at steelworks, in the checkers office, you know. There's, permanently got a sign on there saying out of order to stop you know there's a lot of standing on seats goes on you're not going to get much truck are you from uh, from these places over here when there's bloody great size 11 boot prints everywhere and like your mate that's had a sprinkle all over yeah i mean that's been done on like party's yards. done that in like on the purpose i mean i've seen worse things as well because i was in i cut one of the places i was in with the scania i was at they've usually got two showers and i was in i said the showers working not both out of order at the moment and i was like oh, great because that was a, a really handy thing for the drivers to come in and be able to use that. Well, again, it, it's, I think it's I think it's Les Mago showers there. You know, there's a sign in there in five or six languages saying this is a shower. It's just for getting washed in. Do not mm-hmm. use as a toilet. And they haven't put that you know for an exercise. So plainly, somebody is using showers as a mm-hmm. toilet. So you know we yeah, are really know. we're up against it from prejudice from Joe Public anyway. But our small percentage of miscreants is uh, is not yeah happy. i mean you know yeah i can't stress this to anybody enough who's listening you know if you go to the toilet everything you do please make sure it goes into the toilet you know that's really important <laughs> and then flush it afterwards the small but, thing uh, at waist level yes. with taps on that's not the toilet it's the other one it's a, it's a low mm. down where it's like a fishbowl that's the one you want to be aiming for that one right. yes okay mm-hmm. just so we're clear What else have I got on this one? I've got a, I've got a driver CPC course on smart motorways coming okay. up with a company called Agra Consulting. Well, with all this controversy about smart motorways, which I don't want to get into just now because every lorry mm. driver knows mm. from the minute we looked at them going up and down the road, that that's a stupid idea. My main concern with it is that there's not enough of the laybys that if they put many yeah. more laybys yeah. in, then it would be better. But they're like a yeah. mile and a half apart or something like that. Uh, but I, a smart motorway is a lot of stuff where in th- it's quite clever the way it all works with the sensors and varying the speed and everything whether or not it actually works properly is another idea but i'm quite looking forward to finding out about the background on that i'm going to put that in the link that cpc course into the website post for this a company called agua consulting that'll be interesting i've also come up with my own driver cpc course with all these problems with toilets and things, you know, drivers not being able to use them properly and things, I've come up with, I think we should have a driver CPC course where you can get signed off as having done it. And then if you show your certificate that you've done it, then you should be allowed access to toilets that otherwise would be not, you would not be allowed to use. And I've called it personal lavatory operation plan or plop or shop. <laughs> You get that at nursery, though, don't you? You just don't get a certificate. Yeah, well, toddlers seem to manage it okay. Yeah, yeah even mine, mm-hmm. and he's um, he seems to have just got to the three-year-old helicoptering stage, but, you know, with a bit of guidance and a stern look, mm-hmm. he, he manages. Yeah, so I, think, I, th- I think if I had a driver CPC course to teach people, you know, 
of, um, you know, what to do if you've had to fill a bottle with pee, mm. you know, what to do with that bottle, mm. what to do if you've had to go to the toilet, you know, and basic stuff. But I think it could be the most valuable seven hours anybody would ever do, and it will revolutionise the industry. Yeah, but no, I just need a cut. If there's any CPC companies listening in and they want to get involved with my um, plop scheme, you know, you we could go. I mean, that just in case. Look at, yeah, look at look at the amount of money that Fars has made in clocks and all that for people, yeah. you know. Plop. Yeah, it'll be plop yes. sticker, couldn't you? Excellent. I could do. I, I've been signed off as being toilet safe. <laughs> age four, age forty. Yeah. Well, you do. Want, you do wonder about some of the places you go, like in the quarry industries, where the, the health and safety is so mm. over the top. You know, I'm surprised I haven't actually risk assess. Do you tend to use the toilets in this premises? Yes, yeah, so right. We're going to have to risk assess you. How? Well, I'm, so, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, but we can't have you. Do you intend to lower your trousers? Well, mm. yes, ideally. Sorry, but that's removing your PPE. We can't have that. Mm. Yeah, if you need to use the facilities, <laughs> Derek has to come in with you for your first visit. <laughs> Big Derek with a squint has to come in with a clipboard and mark you. That's and it. You get, and then you get accredited. Oh no! That's it. Can mm. hold your hand and do your breathing exercises when you're crowning. You know, it's been four <laughs> days. I've not, I've not been well. <laughs> oh, he loves his work, Derek. Uh, he'd, do, <laughs> he'd do it for free, but mm. I think truck and drivers going downhill, you know, rapidly. Oh, definitely. I, I tell you what, I got a lot of positive feedback on that issue with um, the March issue with my my seven different manufacturers plus a bit yeah. of British and all that. And I, you know, right. A lot of people have really liked that, so I now need to follow up with the next one. Yeah. And we've got a bumper issue coming up as well, which is like loads of extra pages and competitions and loads of giveaways and stuff, but I can't give a lot of details on that. I quiver with excitement at the thought. Mm, indeed. And I've got your update in the next issue, which you just sent me. Thanks very much for that. Well, it's not been, uh, it's not been that fast coming, has it really? I'm sorry. I've just been, I've been very busy. Right. Good things come. Good things shouting. Come to those who I'll be wait. very busy shouting and ranting on Facebook. Yeah. What's, what's happened to you since this podcast has started? You've had the step torn off the lorry by a woman in a car. You've been banned off site for doing 10 miles an hour. Mm. You've had a, a broken second hand driver's seat supplied to you on the basis it's a refurbished one. Well, something else happened as well. Did anybody else die a horrible death when they got involved with truck and driver over the last 20 years or so if you look back is it you know is there a pattern you know when they're looking for a serial killer they look back to see if there's different things you know different places in country have you lost a few other contributors over years in mysterious circumstances because if so i think i'm getting a bit close to the knockoff stage i don't know i mean i've had i had these terrible stomach problems that i, that I never mm. had before until i started doing this maybe i don't know it's not a competing <laughs> magazine that's uh, doing things through the Howey Network, do you? I don't think so. I don't mm. think we've got any competitors. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to finish off this episode by looking at... There was a story that came up that we were pointed in the direction of this week where this lovely councillor had followed a young female lorry driver for 15 miles in her eight-wheeler tipper mm. and she was trying to get rid of him by driving round roundabouts twice. She was trying to, you know get the guy to move on and he wouldn't he just kept following him and following him she found it very intimidating and he said oh it's because of problem hgvs in the town i've got every right to go and do this sort of thing and i was mm-hmm. like quite i was uh, quite so I'm like, that's just so it's more like oppression of lorry drivers anybody should be allowed to go about their job you know you wouldn't you wouldn't be allowed to go and follow somebody around a supermarket for 15 minutes no, to go and, no you wouldn't 
I'm fairly sure he wouldn't have followed an 18-stern bloke with a beard either, would he? Well, this is a thing. I mean, tipper drivers are a particular breed, and I know quite yeah. a few of them that wouldn't have been wouldn't have been shot and stopping the the truck and dragging him out of his car. But uh, it was a young it was a young lady, and you could see how that would be intimidating. I've had, I've been road raged off a guy when I was out in the old Stralis. I used to drive going down the 77, and I don't know why, but he was like trying to pull in front of me and get me to slow down, and he was waving, and I wasn't having anything to do with it, and mm. I was quite. I wasn't into that like at all, so I could say she would be really worried. And there were some yeah. people saying, you know, oh well, she needs to just toughen up and deal with it. And I'm like, no, she doesn't. She should be allowed to go about her job and not feel intimidated at any point, even if there is a problem in the local area that the mm. councillor perceives of HGVs. Then he should go to the company and talk to them. Yeah, he shouldn't exactly. be following her this... around the place. It sounds all very yeah. It sounds something not right about it. So I'm going to and I'm going to be a proper journalist tomorrow. And Steady. I know I don't do that often. Steady. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to phone the company and ask the question. Yeah, I've got the story up now. It is on the Trucking Driver Facebook page, and it's on the edp24.co.uk website, whatever that stands for. It stands for the Eastern Daily Press. Mm. Yes, and he's basically followed her. Um, and yeah, I would say if anybody, if you think you're being followed by anybody at all, I would just go and phone the police to say I think someone is following. I wouldn't even mess about with it like exactly. at all. I mean, we're used to it in these parts. We get followed regularly by Hunt, Sabs and all that brigade, you know. In agricultural areas now, we've got... And the, the, in the farming area, yeah. The Pig Save Brigade and all this. And haulage is now perhaps getting a taste of what agriculture's had to put up with for the last 10 years. Since mm-hmm. social media got up and running like it is, it's just keyboard warriors now that can make a load of noise and score some points with their particular fan base and a, a counsellor. Would be look at me, I'm a hero, I'm I'm picking on these nasty truckers, but obviously he thought he'd follow her rather than follow. Yes, which is just yeah, like why so yeah. basically she said it made me feel uncomfortable and I felt okay. quite distraught because I didn't know what was going to happen, which is fair yeah. enough. Yeah. You're exactly right. The company the councillor, Mr. Lucaniuk, said, I'm looking at the bigger picture. We have an awful problem with HGVs and some councillors have been asked to do a, a HGV count. And we have been encouraged to do that with, by the KVF35 project, whatever is that, that is. How long did it take him to count that one HGV then? Mm, 15 miles. Right. The town was assured that there will be no HGVs passing through the town from the aggregate company, but at the council we have reason to think otherwise. Well, what do you mean reason to think otherwise? Either they're passing through the yeah. town or they're not. Yeah, they're and it still, doesn't just, it still doesn't justify you following a vehicle yeah. for a long time, even if she's looping round roundabouts and things to get to get rid of him, yeah, very, yeah, something funny about that altogether. So I think I'll give the haulage company a phone and get the story on it because that's what we're there for. So anyway, what's your, what's your plans for next week? Keep my bloody head down and up for the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, find a seat, order one from somewhere that actually reconditions seats, and I've got to go over to. Foden specialists in he's moved to Nantwich now from Sandbach. Anyway, um I have a bonnet and headlight surround panel and that to pick up from there, you know, for this ongoing fetish I have for having painted panels in the container. Not to replace mm. the ones that she's bent, these are just gonna be done up uh, before show season. Um show season entries have started coming back now, tickets have started landing, thankfully on the doormat. So when we look out the window today and see the river trying to climb in, we can think yeah. about Within six or ten weeks, we're going to be 
in a oh, field lovely. somewhere with a cold beer polishing something. So I'm trying What's to remain positive. Um, first one, I might this year, because I've not been for a few years, go to Eastern Counties. I think that's, is that end of March, April? Oh, I couldn't tell you. My my first one is the truck racing at Brands Hatch on the Easter weekend. I've got that. The um, frustrating thing is that the, uh, there's a truck show and a road run from Lockerbie that same weekend, and I cannot oh. do both. I would have loved to have got the Foden out and gone and done that, but already we've got problems of two things on in the one weekend that I'm going to go to. I think next week what we'll do is we'll go and get a list of the shows and go and run yep. through a load of them and talk about them, what ones we've been to and what ones we would potentially like to know more about. That'll the be a good best way. two, Thirsk and Assen, definitely. I would walk to Thirsk rather than miss it. Yeah, well, I went to the, um, what was that? I was at Kelso Steam Rally. I was at last yeah. year the same weekend as Thirsk, so I'll have to go and look if they're on at the same weekend. Again. We used to go to Kelso every year and it's a brilliant show. It's an absolutely brilliant show, but... It's not as good as Thursk, and we're segregated at Kelso. So there's again, there's six, eight of us go down together. We've got mm. one marquee, we've got one barbecue, we've got this, but ERF has to go over there, Foden has to go mm. over there, Scania has to go down there. So it, it, it's just nonsense. If you go together, I don't want to be on Foden stamp. Thanks, I'll, I'll just go in general field. Oh no, you've got to go over there. So in the end, I said right, we'll try Thursk this year, and Thursk is marvelous. Susie and Nick Dodds. Have got the truck show model completely redesigned and applied, and it is brilliant that place. Absolutely brilliant. There is no mither at all. Facilities are perfect, catering's perfect, the prices aren't silly, the ground's good. It's just brilliant. You come on from there feeling like you've had a weekend off. Good. A lot of people could I take a like lot. The sound of that. Could take a lot from Thirst and um, move on. I'm, I'm going to party on the pitch this year. Try that. Yeah, now. so am I. I was just writing that. I was just writing that out. Yeah. Mm. Oh, we could have a special man cuddle down there then. Yes. Um, I'm going to this local one, this charity one that they're having at the stockyard at Rotherham because it's at least oh, eight mile away. So yeah, that's in June. Yep. I've got that. I'm going to yeah. go to that one. Um, I'm hoping to go to Assen again for the fourth year on the bounce. Probably the last year with Gertrude because she'll be retired. And I'm going to follow the pipe for the first time. Wait, well, I should be going to all of these. I expect mm. all being well. Right, on that note, let's sign off for this week. Thanks very much for your time, Chris. May you have an uneventful and relaxing week. God bless you, my son. Cheers. Catch you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.